Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. I'm a normal person, you know. I, I'm just going to do what I do. I'm going to use it to the best of my abilities, and I'm going to try my hardest and hope for the best. What's meant to be is going to be, whatever it may be. This is The Vault by Access Hollywood. We're taking you on an epic journey into the heart of Hollywood with iconic interviews and fascinating conversations from the biggest stars in the business. The Vault opens now. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. I am Zuri Hall. I'm Scott Evans. And this is The Vault by Access Hollywood. Today, today Ooh. on The Vault. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm, you better get ready. You got ready. a big old grin. Mm, Y2K, baby. This is peak <laughs> flare leg denim, bleach blonde tips, camouflage. Whoa. Are we talking velour? Are we talking velour? Velour suits. Are we talking Von Dutch (laughs) juicy couture? Don't get me started on a Von Dutch trucker hat. (laughs) Three weeks of my allowance, Paula. (laughs) (laughs) Frayed at the edge with some rhinestones. Oh my God. There was always a rhinestone to be found in the Ah. the late 90s, early 2000s. Also to be found in this iconic era. Uh, Singer, actress, author, and fashion designer. One of the queens of MTV during this decade. The one and only Jessica Simpson. Is this chicken or fish? Because like but it says it chicken says of the sea. <laughs> yeah, so, I was a fan. I was into it. The reality show did it for me. I mean, it was like Jessica Simpson with Nick Lachey Mm -hmm. in a relationship in this beautiful house in Los Angeles. It was Mm -hmm. like all of the things that I needed to see to be like, LA is where you need to be. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. As far as the music was concerned, I remember, wasn't there the... She, she was very breathy, right, with her songs. I feel, I feel, I feel like it was like rain. Yeah, yeah. That that's her, right? I think so. Love with you. Yeah. Yeah, that's her. Because that dance came on that right. <laughs> Yes, just yeah. all that. It's like whispery. Right, you right, know. right. A lot of oxygen. Being yeah, lots of air. Lot yeah, breath. Lots yeah, lots of air. Control. Hot breath. A lot of hot breath. Um, for <laughs> me, more than the music, like I like the singles. They were cute. But I loved her clothing line. She was the first um, kind of like pop star of that era mm-hmm. that I was like, wait, what? Clothing? What? what? Mm-hmm. And then it was lit. I remember she started making more headlines for the sales that her clothing line was doing. Mm-hmm. Those shoes were the most comfortable pair of peep-toed heels I have ever owned. 
I'd wore them. The Jessica them. Simpson heel? Yes. You done crunched your foot up into a Jessica Probably Simpson just heel? curled up them little velocir- velociraptor toes and just <laughs> the front of that heel and just got to hobbling. I guess, yes, I did. They were turquoise and orange. My precious. <laughs> But Jessica held me down. I kept those nine and a half for a good five, six years. Well, I think that was one of the things that I that that contributed to her success. Her continued success in Mm -hmm. fashion is that she was she had a very hands on approach. She's one of the very first pop stars to lend their name and their input to a clothing line. She didn't just put her name, slap her name on it. Right. I remember seeing interviews and and even conducting interviews with her about, you know, how hands on, how intense she was involved. But like she created a heel at entry level. So you felt like you had some high fashion. A little something, something. You had a red bottom. (laughs) <laughs> it might not have been red. It might have been purple. Red. Might have been like cheetah. A little, a little dusty brown. You know, but yeah. but you but you were stepping out. I remember yeah. oh, you. I the, if you were fresh. if you were in a college town, <laughs> and you were on a date, mm-hmm. she had on either Charlotte Russe. Mm-hmm. Forever Twenty One was the day to day. Charlotte Russe. Yeah, you yeah. were in a little class. You kind of wanted to elevate. What was that? That BB. Ooh, love BB Bebe. <laughs> oh, yes. oh, Bebe. <laughs> And then that, that's back in the day when I was like, I bought a BB shirt with the rhinestones on the front that spelled out BB. Yes. I was like, this is tacky. I was like, everybody is going to know. They yes. don't know. I, I got paid and <laughs> I splurged. I treated myself to a little BB. And it's on the front of my shirt. Just This $37 t-shirt. Right. <laughs> that I worked two weeks at the mall for. <laughs> yes. But the Jessica Simpson heel was the, you know, yeah. the coupe de gras, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, it was, um. What a time to be alive. Yeah. Y2K. Yeah. The world was Who knew to end? that it would Look be 2020. It would all go down. <laughs> That's when it all went to hell. <laughs> but we're back. 2021, baby. We let's made go. it. <laughs> we made it. Let's let's go back. Let's go back. Like we've said, we've been a part of Jessica Simpson's career since the early, early days. She signed to Columbia Records in 19, uh, 1997. Wow. I haven't said 1990 something in a long time. Yeah. Long 1997. Time. She was just 16 years old. Wow. Yeah, signed. Mm. Doing the. <laughs> Listen, it worked because not too long after she got signed, she was opening up for Ricky Martin. Oh, and this is peak Ricky. This is solo Ricky. She ba- exact. She mm. bangs. You know what I'm saying? Living la vida loca. Do you hear me? <laughs> uh, Access caught up with her for the first time in 1999 during a photo shoot for YM Magazine. Do they still print that? I would like to think we're talking collector's issues at this point. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, there listen might be a to- digital version somewhere. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh Magazines. Listen to a 19-year-old Jessica Simpson. She's going to talk about her career, going on tour with Ricky, and what it's like to be living her dream. You're doing a lot of publicity right now, so things are really happening for you. Yeah. Are you getting used to the limelight at all? Or what's I mean, I love it. I feel like I've been waiting on it for a really long time. I know I'm only 19, but I've been at it since I was 12. So to finally have the results of doing all the interviews and photo shoots and being on the Ricky Martin tour. I mean, it's it's a dream come true. Right. What is the Ricky Martin tour like? That must be crazy. It's ridiculous. It is so awesome. His fans are just amazing. They love his music and and they really have been responding to me well, which I look at as a blessing. So it's I'm having a blast and he is so sincere and so nice and just yeah yeah for him giving me this opportunity i'm really grateful 
Is it intimidating when you found out you were doing the opening act for Mickey Martin? Because once you're opening act for him, I mean, your name, everyone's going to know who you are. And I mean, yeah. he packs the house. He's doing huge auditoriums, yeah. Madison Square Garden. Well, I mean, I have the pressure every night to win the audience over because people aren't really familiar with me that well yet. So every night I have to go out there, not really people knowing my name and win the crowd over. So hopefully by the end, they're really enjoying it and are into it. So I have that pressure every night to do that, but it's a good pressure to have. Now, um, I'm going to ask you, a lot of like young rock stars, a lot of the modeling industry is suddenly turning to rock stars. Have you noticed that at all? <laughs> like, no, it's true, though. I mean, it used to be like models and then it went to actresses on the covers, but now all of a sudden the focus has kind of shifted to the young music stars. Right. So what do you think of all that? Like, why do you think people are looking suddenly to, like, young artists, recording artists to sort of... I don't know, probably just because um, people respond really well. It's young, it's fresh, you know, it's new. I think that people, you know, respond well to young, new faces. So, uh, I mean, me, I'm doing it all. Acting, I just uh, got to deal with the WB, and I'm going to do a one-hour drama with them. Then I'm um, doing movie stuff and modeling and you know, singing. So I, I think it's cool, all the, the cross promotions. I think that it just makes your, it gets your name out there and makes you even bigger. You right. know? I have to be certain like multi-talented. <laughs> like one thing doesn't work anymore. Right, you right. You got to do it all. <laughs> no, but no, but seriously, the modeling though, it's all something like I think, you know, people like before that couldn't identify with the supermodels, so then they were gone. And then people thought they could identify with the actresses and not right. becoming too much. So now people are identifying with young rock stars, you feel like? Do you feel like a lot of like young kids kind of look up to you guys and sort of? Yeah, know, sure. So that's I mean, why you can model clothes and makeup. And right, people right. Sort of want to hear your that, secrets. You know what? That's why I love the industry, and that's why I mean, I'm so happy doing what I'm doing because I've always felt a calling to be a positive role model for you know young girls, even women. I mean, anybody. I I just really I feel that calling. So um, to be doing this is a dream come true. Dream come true. I love it. What stood out to me the most was the fact that she's like, you know, I've been doing this since I was 12. 12. And she was 19 at the time of that interview. I love when people remind you, you know, overnight successes aren't really a thing. Mm -hmm. If somebody just popped up out of nowhere, that was probably 10 years of grinding before the moment that they came, you know, into your your world. It made me think about opening acts, right? Mm -hmm. Like Like musical acts who've gone on tour to open for other big acts and then maybe become as big or bigger than the tour they were on for they were on at first. Right. Lady Gaga opened for the Pussycat Dolls. Mm. Katy Perry opened for No Doubt, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, Taylor Swift and Rascal Flatts. Now, they would go on to do, yeah, they would go back to do more and more together. But right. I, I, I forgot that that's how we came to first kind of um, uh, experience her. But this is the one, This, of course, we all know Demi Lovato and the Jonas Brothers. But this is the one that got me. Destiny's Child mm -hmm. for SWV, Drew Hill, and Immature. First of all, I would kill to be at that concert today. Today. Dang. That's the reunion concert we need. <laughs> we need. First, first and last. Okay. <laughs> Period with a T. 
it's amazing. And what those artists have to do is really difficult because even mm-hmm. she was like, you know, they don't know me. This audience doesn't know me. Every night I have to go out there and essentially sell my music and sell, you know, my artistry and hope they warm up to it. And so at 19, to have the composure, the confidence in one's talent, yeah. to win over a crowd who, to be clear, is not really there for you. Not for you, boo. That's the toughest job. But in to fact, also have that awareness. Yeah, yeah. To, you know, like you said, to have to to know at 19 that that's what she's there. She's there to warm them up. Right, right. To get the butts in the Keep the butts in the seats. Yeah, yeah. You know, so that when Ricky comes through with banging. Let's go. Good Lord. Good. Well, I think, you know, it's probably a good place to go ahead and uh, take a break, huh? Take a little break. Let's do well, it. We'll be right back after this. Welcome to Fail Better. David Duchovny's new podcast with Lemonada Media. On Fail Better, David, who has experienced both low and high-profile failures throughout his life, explores the vast world of failure, how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives. Each week, he'll chat with guests like Ben Stiller, Bette Midler, and more about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, he hopes listeners can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out now wherever you get your podcasts. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. We are back and we are going to keep moving through the vault with another throwback from the lovely Jessica Simpson. Next up, I want us to jump ahead. We're going to flash forward to 2005, okay? Okay. Jessica is a massive star at this point. She has released a number of highly successful albums. She's in a high-profile marriage with Nick Lachey. Newlyweds had just concluded on MTV. This was after three seasons. Mm -hmm. And Jessica was starring in her very first movie, The Dukes of Hazzard. How can we forget the Daisy Dukes? Come on. She rocked them. She rocked him. Access caught up with Jessica on set to discuss the film and what this career shift meant to her. Listen to this. Do you still see your career as one of seizing that moment while it's hot? Have you allowed yourself to kind of settle into the fact that this is a long-term deal? Um, you know, I'm, I'm all about taking advantage of um, amazing opportunities that come my way, and I know that I could not have them um, a year from now. So um, I really held out um, on, on doing movies until I really found the perfect script. And when I read the role of Daisy, since I am from the South and it was just such a fun character, I completely could relate to her. And I thought it was a good um, gradual move over into, um, into acting. That way, you know, people still can kind of see me as who I am as a music artist, but they can also get the feel of me acting a little bit. Are you feeling like th- this could be a long haul career for you because and it's hot when it's hot newlyweds was hot and all this thing was happening to you but now you got this movie you've got another one on tap a romantic comedy coming up next right i would i would love to be um a movie star a julia roberts or a reese witherspoon i mean i adore those those women so much and um they're so inspirational and such great role models um so all this experience has been 
what to you? I'm living a dream that I never knew I could live. Um, it's it's pretty amazing how um, one career can lead to the next, and I just I'm just blessed to be able to do what I love, and that's entertain people. You know, there was some controversy around the newlyweds of like the chicken or fish because it was like, okay, is Jessica playing? There's no right. way she right. really had that question. When you hear interviews like that, like this, you know how incredibly smart mm -hmm. she is, like how business minded she's always thinking of how does this work in my business? How does right. this contribute to the other things that I'm working on? And right. so this interview is just another instance of, of realizing that. Yeah. And also in defense of the chicken of the sea moment, uh -oh. I feel like we all have, well, granted, it's hard to defend, but what I am <laughs> going to say is when you are in like your, your safe space with like, your partner and y'all are on the couch just doing stupid stuff, saying dumb stuff. The dumb stuff that comes out of my mouth when I'm like, oh, my boyfriend ain't even listening to me. I'm just out here talking to talk. Like, I don't even know if I'm taking what I'm saying seriously. And he's just tuning me out. You know what I mean? So maybe she was just, you know, just kind of. What? You know, just like playing dumb for the camera. You know, it was just a little moment. It is. Yeah. Just like maybe she was trolling us. It was the ultimate troll moment. And it was Ah, so, so the joke's on us, eh? Yes. All these years. All, all these, these years. years. I wonder, did she, did she explore that in her book, in her uh, memoir, open book? Did you know, that's a good, I didn't, I didn't pick that one up, but I, I will tell you that I do remember she got a, uh, uh, a commercial deal. Up out of that mess. So, <laughs> uh, ma'am. So is look, about so there it. you go with the finesse. And she Business got that money. money. You hear me? She got I, that money. I love that she mentioned um, wanting to be a movie star. And she talks about, you know, like a Julia Roberts or a Reese Witherspoon. Uh, because she did act. Obviously, that was when she was, you know, um, starting that journey with, mm -hmm. with Dukes of Hazard. But she also said, Jessica said that she passed on the role of Allie in The Notebook. That was one of the claims um, that that she made when she came out Wait, with the new memoir. Open book. You said the, the notebook, the one where they talk about you, you, I'll be a What bird. do you want? Yeah, it's with the rain and the blue dress. Yes, that so, iconic movie. Jessica yeah. Simpson was going to be who in that? Right, so she, uh, Allie, <laughs> she was supposed to be the, the, the female lead, the, the Rachel McAdams. She was supposed to be, she was supposed to be the blue dress. She was blue dress. Now hold up now. She was is this one of them like Noah? Quincy Jones? This is one of them Quincy Jones moments where you just get up, you just start talking, and you like, yeah, and by the way, yeah, I was I was supposed to be in a notebook, but I said no. Nah, I ain't got time for that. I'm busy, I'm busy. We might need to see a receipt on that one. Okay. I would be interested to see it though. I yeah, would be interested yeah, yeah, yeah. to see it. Well, look, we have we have a little something from the vault that we can give you. She chatted with us a little bit about why, you know, she said she passed on the role. So this is what she had to say. Hmm. Another major thing you talked about was the notebook role that you passed on it because of the sex scene. I did. I did. I mean, I, I did stand up for like the true love weights and I was a pastor's daughter and I was taught to respect my body and that my body was, you know, for my future husband only. And actually my future husband was Nick Lachey. <laughs> and um, I met him at 18 years old and he's eight years older than me. And one thing that I loved about him so much is that he respected did that person mm. in me and um, he really did um, he, he knew what I stood for and he was he was in love with that girl you know but I was a girl I was not 
you know. And that's really the Yeah, I was not point. I was not grown up yet. Yeah. So when you saw the notebook the first time, did you have any regrets about passing on this romantic? <laughs> you know what's funny is that like um well, I mean it's not funny. It was actually really sad. I was I had just, you know, signed the divorce papers. Or, or, yeah, and I was flying home to go be with my Nana mm-hmm. and my family, and um, the notebook was on, on the plane. <laughs> and, you were like, and I was bawling. Flight attendants were, like, coming up to me, <laughs> like, giving me Kleenex after Kleenex after Kleenex. You like, oh, no. I was like, oh, it's this love story, and it's so beautiful. And I, I'm glad I'm not watching myself right now up there doing that. But, you know, I mean, Rachel McAdams definitely was the best was. for that she role. Uh, yeah, but I did, I didn't, I did turn that down because I, there, there were a lot of movies that I turned down. Because Can you of, tell us any other ones? I mean, I turned down Coyote Ugly. Okay. I, um, there was another, A Walk to Remember I did not do. Oh my gosh. I know. Two Nicholas Sparks. I love Nicholas Sparks too. <laughs> I love a humble brag. You know, um, a moment of humility wrapped Mm. in bravado. You know what I'm saying? In her defense. Okay, come on and defend her. She was asked, you know, what what other movies did you pass? Well, what else? She wasn't going to drop it on her. She's like, well, what? let me see the (laughs) Oscar-nominated. I I turned down Malcolm X. (laughs) Oh, my God. I said, no, I won't dye my hair red. I'm not going to do it. As we've heard today, I mean, we've been following Jessica throughout her career. And of course, there have been some ups, there have been some downs. In this interview, she really opened up, though, to us about where she was in her life at that time, uh, just last year, and uh, how she's found new meaning in all of her story. Listen to this. You know, like, for me, like, in quarantine, like, so active. Like, I'm not... I'm not training or anything like that, but like, I'm all like going on walks, you know, anytime I'm feeling anxious, go around the block, go around the block, take your kids, push the stroller, you know? Um, and you know, for me, like, I'm just like, I'm in a very confident place in my life. And I really do think that it's because I released the memoir open book because I feel like, now it's if people judge me, whatever. Like they know the truth, and if they want to judge the truth, they can. Well, for the book, Jessica, thanks for sharing all of that. We covered so much on Access Hollywood, and I think it's one of, one of the things that makes you so wonderful is all the vulnerability. If there was one word, how would you describe your twenties in one word? Coming to age. Yeah. What about it? That didn't happen in my teens like everybody else. <laughs> that's I your had a family, and then I got married, and then I was on my own, you know? So then that was my coming to age. What about your 30s? How would you describe that in one word? Lots of babies. <laughs> babies. Pregnant. Uh, I feel like I was pregnant throughout my entire <laughs> years being 30. Um, well, Birdie was kind of unexpected, but a beautiful, unexpected blessing. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I mean, like from that's like my 30s is like love, marriage, uh, babies, uh, gosh, 
And then like really like the end of my third, almost three years now um, was me like facing my demons of um, whatever I'd been through in the past and letting it go. And, um, and to do that, like I, I gave up drinking just, I really thought that it was giving me more confidence and it was actually making me quiet. You know, it, it was making me not even like speak really, like just kind of just quiet. And that's just not really who I am at all. And I didn't recognize myself. Um, I wasn't being myself. So um, I got to that place of like strength and courage to like yeah. face every fear and like get to the other side of it. And um, it's been such a blessing. Like it's been such a blessing because now everything that I do, well, everything that I've always done has been honest. Yeah. I'm a horrible liar. Like I, I can't lie. Um, but um, everything that I do is is honest. And it was time for me to be honest about my life in ways that people wouldn't expect or you know ever ever imagine. Hmm. Good for her. I yeah. really appreciate um, the 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 candid nature with which she's opened up about her sobriety, and then also the journey to that point. You know, like essentially relying on these substances and assuming that it's making you better or stronger or more confident, and then one day, you know, finding the strength or or willpower to say, not only do I not need this, it's a lie that I've been telling myself around who I am and who I'm not without this, this sort of crutch or whatever you might want to call it. What really stood out to me in the beginning of that clip was the confidence with her being beyond people pleasing, beyond being understood even, because I think we all can relate to, wait, that's not what I meant. Wait, no, they're getting that wrong about me. No, they're mm -hmm. saying that, but it's not true. And there's a certain freedom that comes with, for lack of a better phrase, just not giving a fuck anymore. Mm -hmm. And so I love hearing her say that, you know, pushing into her forties, it's like, I know the truth and that's all that matters because to be someone who's grown up in the spotlight you, essentially you've been conditioned to care what your audience thinks and give them more of what they expect. So for her to sort of break free of that and say, I am who I am. I know what I know, take it or leave it. I mean, that is, that is a big life lesson. And it's one that I think a lot of people don't, don't get the privilege of experiencing. So I love that she did. Yeah. I mean, you, when you said that, you know, you, you realize that maybe the the substance whether it's uh the drinking in particular mm -hmm. it's actually not doing the thing i thought it was doing for me it's actually it's actually making me worse not better um and then how whether it's willpower whether it's utilizing tools that are there or a support system uh, then stepping into your real authentic power like your real situ situation your real scenario where you're able to then look back at your life in a way that's like man these last 20 years have been They've been full of ups and downs, but they've been pretty, pretty glorious. And then mm -hmm. to be able to glean some, maybe even some, some lessons for other people, right? To pull some other wins for other people in writing a book about it. Um, yeah. You know, I started thinking about some of the other people, at least in the last year, who talked about their sobriety. And Brad Pitt is another one of those people who was like, I got to, and that played out in front of all of us, right? Mm -hmm. So... Yeah, to hear her talk about it was it was interesting to me when she was like, "I spent my thirties pregnant." 
<laughs> just, just, I just, just, I was the baby, the baby factory is you what I was. You one word. She was like, lots of babies. Okay, lots of babies. Three Pregnant. Babies. I love her. Well, you guys should definitely check out the book if you haven't. Open book. She does really reveal a lot. It's incredibly intimate, um, particularly mm-hmm. the areas of relationships, some of her former relationships, some a little more high profile, some of those yeah. celebrity pairings. Um, I was fascinated to learn about, obviously, her sobriety um, and so much more. Uh, she is... Clearly not slowing down anytime soon. She's got her uh-uh. hands full. She's got a bunch of babies now. she got a bunch of kids running around. Right, she said, I'm out for a walk. I'm out for a walk around the block. <laughs> Listen, I need a minute, guys. Uh, but we cannot wait to see what she comes out with next. She's definitely teased a few projects in recent interviews. So we'll see soon enough, obviously, what's in store. Subscribe to the show. Okay, if you're not subscribed, you need to just do it right now. Just take a do second. Do it right now. Hit the button. Hit the button. Apple Podcast. Apple Podcast. Spotify. We are quite literally wherever you get your podcast. okay? Where you are. We'll see you on the next one. Bye, guys. Later. The Vault by Access Hollywood is hosted by Scott Evans and Zuri Hall, produced by Access Hollywood Digital's Jenny Depper and Rebecca Zamer, and Digital Media Management's Grant Rudder, Audrey Povar, and Ryan Middledorf, and Trey Boudet. Join us next week when we open up that vault again for more iconic celebrity interviews and all things entertainment. Rate, subscribe, and share.